Hello, I'm Jacqueline Hillier and this is the Tantric Lounge. Thank you for joining me and I know there's plenty of you out there because I've had the listener statistics for my first four shows and apparently they were the highest ever for a brand new show on Voice America. So I'm very excited about that. Is that true? It's true, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that you'd lie, I just didn't know that it was true. Introducing Xavier, my co-host, who has helped to make this such a fabulous show that so many people are listening to. And I think it's because the time is right. People out there want to get this sex thing. We know that it's got to be more than sleaze or shame. What is sex all about? How we can, can we use this powerful energy to empower ourselves? And, and as we usually do, mm. the first question we ask on these shows are, what's the latest on-planet Jacqueline, the thinking person's sex could? Coach, yes. tish boom. <laughs> well, obviously, that's exciting news. Um, other exciting news is here in Australia, I've just been appointed the official sex and relationships expert for a brand new uh, morning television show that's looking to be rather good. It's got some great hosts on it, and I'm going to be. You didn't tell me. I didn't ask. Ah. But I did ask. You just didn't tell me. Maybe I didn't know at the time. Oh, when did this happen? When did you know? Well, just yesterday. Oh, okay. Yes. They told you then and there on the spot. Oh, they told me just afterwards, as long as I didn't use the word masturbation quite so much. Oh, okay. That was the only thing. Were they okay with wanking? Uh, probably not. It's interesting, and I think it just goes to show how we are a little bit repressed still in this society because this, this shows like, yes, we're going to be open, we can talk about everything, all the big issues, so we're going to talk sex and stuff. And I went in for sort of like the practice run. They've been doing three weeks of practice and running the show as though it's a real show. And I went on and I did my bit and they loved me. I got a standing ovation. Oh, wow. Everyone who was on set or the host, I mean, there's so many people on set on a, on a TV show. And they're like, oh, we've got to talk, we've got to talk. And they all wanted to talk to me. And uh, eventually someone had to drag me away from them and tell them to get back to work. Um and it was interesting. And uh, But then shortly afterwards, the executive producer, the top person. The EP, yes, as yes, they say in yes, the biz. Called me to say, we loved you. We loved you. We think you're fabulous. Uh, except that you did use the word masturbation. <gasps> and I said, oh, okay, I don't have to use that word. But, you know, I was told that we could say anything. And he said, well, yes. But. Um, yes, he said, in fact, he said it a couple of times because I was talking about the male adolescent masturbatory model of sex, which mm. I think is really important to understanding why we're so screwed up. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure the... Um, Just call it the mama model. Yes, but how would I call it? You know, the no, male but- adolescent playing with yourself model. No, no, just use the word masturbation, but just use it once. Yes. Male well- adolescent masturbatory attitude. Uh, or, yes. Right, and then from then on, just refer it to mama, and then people, and then people are going to ask you, "What's the ma- what? Are, who are all these mamas, boys?" And he says, <laughs> "Well, it's that word that the EP won't let me use." <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? That it the is. The show it can is. say, "Yes, we're going to be open. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about sex on daytime because television." Because sex between but, two ooh, people ooh, is okay. We can't say masturbation. We can't. Sex for one is still not okay. And I suspect there might be a few other words that come up that um, won't be allowed. Oh, okay. Are they going to give you a list? (laughs) The naughty words you can't say? I think they won't know until I do it. But, I mean, it's true. I mean, I often get briefed before I do media appearances or give talks and so forth about, you know, what I can and can't say. The trials and tribulations about being an expert on a subject that everyone wants to know about but nobody Mm. wants to talk about. Well, you know, imagine if there was a cooking show. Where you couldn't mention water. 
Well, yes, <laughs> I mean, you had to say, well, there's sort of like there's... You have to boil to it in some, this liquid substance. You've got to take some, you know, um, things. things, like ingredients, but I can't, I'm not allowed to say ingredients. Um, and then what you've got to do, you've got to do things with them, with, um, can I say knives? Yes, <laughs> it's okay to say knives. Yeah, okay, so you've got to take these ingredients and, and you do things with knives and then you put them places, but I'm not sure if I can say what those places are. Can I say pots and pans? Can I say table? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ludicrous. I know. It's it is absolutely ridiculous, but that's what we do. I know, and, it's in, and it, we're in the first decade, second decade now of the 21st first century, century, which... It sounds even more extreme when you say the third millennium. <laughs> so we're in the third lot of thousand years after a particular date. Yes. And we're still having problems discussing this sort of stuff. Yes. Masturbation, masturbation, masturbation. Wanking, 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 wanking. No, 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 no. You're being crude, Xavier. But thank God for Voice America. Thank God for the internet where we can we don't have to worry about and, sensibilities. And a deregulated mm. um, media industry where we can say things like this. Shall we go on with the body of the program? And it yes. is actually all about bodies. It is today. Today's show is called Secret Women's Business. It is. And I would love to know, as I'm sure that the thousands of viewers out there were waiting with baited viewers, listeners, are there waiting with baited breath mm. what's the secret ah the secret is that women's bodies are sexual pleasure machines i just thought i'd leave a silence there so that people could take that in yes. women's bodies yes. are sexual, sexual pleasure pleasure machine machines we are designed for exquisite sexual pleasure and not that i want to go straight down to the clitoris mm. but i might add yes. and i don't know whether i've mentioned this before on the program mm. but the clitoris is in fact mm. the only organ yes. in any human body yes. that is specifically designed for pleasure yes. it has no other function no you can look in a male body and every other bit has another function besides pleasure yes. but in women's bits the mm -hmm. clitoris is a pure pleasure. Yes. I won't say button because I don't want to give people the wrong impression. That's that on-off button. It's not an on-off button. It's yes. more like a radio yes. dial mm. that you have to tweak and yes. to get to the right station, so to speak. Well, yes, but to get it tuned into that woman's frequency, it's about very much about warming her up as i've been stressing so much and it's not just progress. about the clitoris it's actually the whole body and the whole mind and the whole heart and the whole soul and yes. in fact in a few weeks time we will be talking mm. about um the brain yes. and how we have actually more than one brain in our body including the sex brain including a sex brain yes but that's fascinating stuff that's in a few weeks so we can mm. all look forward to that mm. however right now mm. This particular program links into the release of your ebook. Yes. In the second uh, one of the uh, the sex stuff series, which yes. is women. Yes. So, the big secret is female bodies are sexual pleasure machines. Mm. And it's so important that people realise this. Okay. Because there's one of the big myths out there is that women are less sexual than men. Right. Now, I happen to know for a fact, personal fact, that this is definitely not true. And any woman who has got in touch with her sexuality, embraces it and enjoys her sexuality, can tell you that her sexual response is far greater than any of her male partners. Now, can you clarify this for everyone? Because mm. 
this whole thing about response. Yes. So men are better at desire mm-hmm. and, to be blunt, gagging for it and getting your rocks off. Men mm-hmm. are better at that. Mm-hmm. But women are better at taking that energy, mm-hmm. incorporating it, transmuting it into a much richer, yes. lush experience. Yes. It, it, take a musical analogy maybe. Right. Men are a bit like having a really good, powerful set of lungs mm-hmm. that you can blow into a woodwind instrument. Yes. Women are like that flute with all of these different <laughs> buttons that you can make music on. Yes. So if the man comes in with his powerful yang <laughs> energy, with his powerful breath, because mm. we talk a lot about breath in this yes. breath, with that powerful breathing, mm-hmm. that powerful energy, and blows into the woman in the right way at the right time, she will play. Yes. Not only with herself, yes. but with him. Yes. And create beautiful, beautiful sexual music. music. I like that analogy. So let's let so mm. maybe people out there can work with that as an yes. idea. Yes. So men come mm. to women with that strong scented masculinity, which we discussed in the last few, in the shows, past few yes. shows. And then women can come let's talk about the music that women can make. Yes. Indeed. Now, the first thing that a woman needs to realise is that she can't do it in the same way that a man does, right? And where so many people have fallen down and where our society has fallen down, I think, is that carrying on from you know, so many years of patriarchy where masculinity in the male was considered the norm and the female was sort of some kind of aberrant version of the male, right? If you're trying to strive for a masculine-type sexuality, A, you're not going to really achieve it, and B, it's not going to be satisfying if you do. I often say, why would a woman want to limit herself to male sexuality? We have female bodies. We can do so much more and go so much further. And when we do, we take our partner with us. I truly believe that men with their more simple sexuality need to, yeah, as you say, blow the the woman's instrument, right? Use his directed energy, almost serve her in a way. Now, serving has got a little bit of a negative rap in our society because we think of servants and being abused and so forth. But if a woman allows a man to serve her, to do beautiful things to her, to take her to those spaces, right, then the experiences that she has will make him feel so good that it's not like he's, He's not doing it out of, oh, my God, I've got to do this. And a lot of women think that men don't want to do nice things to them, right, that men just want to get their dicks in. Just do a lot of blowing without actually caressing the Without the finesse, Mm. yes. Um, And I think that's very cruel to men because men are actually better creatures than that. In fact, men frequently don't give themselves enough credit. Mm. While you do say that male sexuality is simpler in some senses than Mm. a female sexuality, Mm. men often tend to oversimplify their Mm. sexuality and not give themselves full creative expression as well. Because after all, if you're going to blow into a flute Mm. and get the best music, you need great breath control. Yes. You really need to have those lungs working really well and you need to really finesse that mouthpiece. Absolutely. And And you have to learn to play. You've got to practice. You've got to experiment. And as we've said Allow before. Allow yourself freedom in the play. Mm. And as we've said before in previous programs, mm. men are designed, mm. at least heterosexual men, mm. are designed mm. by nature mm. to find exquisite pleasure mm. in the pleasure that the women express. Yes. 
So if he blows that flute and that、mm. flute plays beautiful music,、mm. he is really going to get off on that music. Oh, absolutely! He's going to feel like he's the best lover in the world, and he probably will be、mm. in that moment.、Mm. And this is what we need really to stress for people、yes. listening: they they really need to get that. Yes, that this isn't just about men. Servicing women in order for the women to feel good.、No. The more pleasure they give the woman,、mm. the more pleasure they'll get themselves. So、mm. it's actually enlightened selfishness、oh, that we're advocating here. Yes, absolutely, it is. And I also want to stress too that this is not about this is not a reversal of the old patriarchal model where a woman was supposed to service a man. Mm. To get him off,、mm. I'm not reversing and saying, "Hey, we got it wrong. We should be doing it the other way around." Oh no, 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 no! This is way beyond any concept like that. Okay, it's it's more like he he gets things started to some extent. But having said that, she needs to be open to his approach. She might even be initiating it herself, darling. <laughs> Come to me. But that won't happen、mm. unless a woman feels good in herself. Yes, which is why one of the points that you make in the book,、mm. and I'm actually taking a title. Yeah. From one, a beautiful vulva is like a luscious hamburger.、Yes. This is about accepting a woman accepting her body and her own self and、yes. her own genitals and、mm-hmm. say they have their own beauty, they have their own yes dignity, they have their own power. They do indeed, and owning your genitals because so many women don't own their genitals. They don't What, own they, their they've sexuality. They've got a lease on something. Well, kind of. It's only when a man comes into the picture, he has access to her genitals and therefore her sexuality. And at any other time, they're not hers. Or even if occasionally she might masturbate if she doesn't have a partner. As soon as a man comes on the scene, she's like, "Oh well, I can't touch myself because, you know, it's his now, right?"、Mm. And that is so common in women, right? And allied with that is a lot of this belief that that our genitals, you know, our vulvas, vagina, you know, the yoni, to use the the tantric term. I love that term. By the, the yoni. Way. Yeah. The well, yoni. let's let's call it the yoni today. Is is that in, in some way it's ugly when in fact it's beautiful. It's a flower, and every yoni looks different. We're like snowflakes. Like individual flowers with their own petal arrangements and so forth. That really came home to me because about oh, it's three months ago now.、Mm. We went to the、um, that.、Uh, Show about the、um, oh yes the, the yoni the, festival the yoni festival、mm. well, festival of the vagina the festival、yes. of the vagina and one of the and the book release、mm. that came along a hundred photographs of different vaginas they were all different they all had a different、yeah. character a different shape a different、yes. way of expressing itself、mm-hmm. it's a, they were as individual as faces、mm. yes and, and and they are beautiful and you know the reason I called that particular article、um, a woman's vulva is like a luscious hamburger is because You know, they often look like an overstuffed hamburger. hamburger. It's actually normal for the inner labia to protrude past the outer labia, the inner lips. The the, le- the lettuce leaves. It's、so、like the like the lettuce leaves, or the or the or the burger, or the the fried egg. And some of them, are, <laughs> and some of them are like crinkly lettuces. Yes. And some of them are more like butter lettuces,、mm. and some of them are more like iceberg lettuces. Yes. But it's they're, they're all they're、different. all different lettuces. Yeah, and some and of the them are just stuffed to overflowing. And others, you can't see anything on the inside at all. So more like cheeseburgers from McDonald's. You yes, don't really have anything. But, like so the, there's not,、yeah. but it's all very neat. Very neat, and it's interesting that that very neat sort of prepubescent look is what's supposed to be, you know, desirable. And unfortunately, there's an awful lot of women who are now getting their inner labia cut off so that they don't protrude, so they can look what they think is normal. But actually, when you look at all those photos, I don't know if you noticed that that the women who were completely hairless and had no internal labia. Protruding at all, they just looked like really boring. 
They actually look like Barbie dolls. Nevertheless, as boring as they might be, they are also beautiful in their own way. But that is true, yes, and I don't want any woman who has a very simple vulva, a very simple-looking yoni, to think there's anything wrong with her either. It's just not the only way to be. Exactly, exactly. So it's very important for a woman as a first step is to get to know the look of her outer genitals. And I really encourage every woman to get a mirror and to have a look. Do we have time before the break to talk Mm. about the 10 tips for your vagina or for your yoni? Now, I'd like to go into that more. I don't know if we'll actually do that one today, but it's a really, really good article to read. So I hope everyone hops onto my website www.jacquelinehellier.com or thetantriclounge.com and purchase this particular ebook. It's only $5.50 for heaven's sake. Um, and look at the tips. Or get the whole set for how much? Uh, $11. Yep. And that's Australian, so it's cheaper for Americans. Mm. Not that much, but it is. Tis a bit. Tis a bit. Probably about $9.50 or something. Um, yes. Because it's all really about getting in touch with your individual eroticism. Yes, and the first part of that is to actually feel good about your own genitals. So, ladies, you know, in fact, you can do it right now while we're having a little break, is to get a mirror, have a bit of a look, and just explore, you know, the different, the inner labia, the outer labia, you know. Look at it from all the angles. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. And you can hold it right up close and the mirror won't even steam up. (laughs) No. But just ch- you know, check in on any feelings that you have as you're doing this because if there is any feelings of abhorrence or disgust, then that needs to start shifting. And we'll look at more of this after the break. We will. Here we are back again at the Tantric Lounge discussing secret women's business and we have revealed the great secret that women are sexual pleasure, pleasure machines. machines. Further to that end, mm. let's do a little bit of exploration yes. of the female anatomy. On the inside. On the inside. So, the inner yoni. The inner yoni. So we just covered the outer yoni very briefly. So, ladies, what I want you to do <clears throat> is you might want to sit comfortably and close your eyes. And I want you to bring your awareness right down into your yoni, okay, so into the genital region, the sexual region. Okay, you might want to do a few little squeezes down there just so that you can focus, get very present in this area, down in the pelvis, just locating it, like really just locating this part of your body within your body, right, being very there. Hello, Yoni. Just say, hello, Yoni, and give it a squeeze, and she'll say, hello, back. Okay, so have this sense of it being like a flower and that the lips, the labia are like petals of the flower. And bring your awareness to the top of the flower where the top petals join, where the clitoris is, okay? And I want you to bring awareness to your clitoris. If you're having trouble visualising it, you can put your hand there if you like, right? You can touch these bits on the outside. And being aware that the clitoris is a very powerful, it's a really wonderful part of the body that gives you so much pleasure. And follow the the clitoris in. There's a little shaft that's underneath the clitoral hood. And then it's going to go inside your body and it goes back, turns back about 180 degrees almost, 90, 180 degrees, and it splits, it forks into two legs like a wishbone on a chicken, okay? And each of those legs goes under the skin. It's under the skin going down beneath your outer labia, so that, that, that's the puffier part of your outer 
outer genitals, you know, it's covered by hair. Okay, so underneath there, you've got the two legs of your clitoris. And the, the internal clitoris is just like a man's penis. In fact, when you're born, when you're a baby, or before you're a baby, um, we have protogenitals. And in boys, they turn into penises. In girls, they turn into clitorises. And so we have just about as much engorging material as a man does, but it's on the inside. So as we become aroused, the legs of the clitoris, the whole of the clitoris engorges with blood as well, which is why when a woman becomes aroused, you feel all puffy on the inside. So women get their erections on the inside. They do. Not for, not for the most part on the outside. No. Although the clitoris does become erect. It does become erect. It can not, become erect. It can become erect, but not nearly as much as the internal forks. of. Yeah, that, that all fills up with blood. Okay, so I want, the, I want women to just, just sit with that sense of, right, so that's the internal clitoris. That's what it feels like, okay? That's where it is, and that's what it does. It engorges with blood and makes the whole area more responsive, more receptive, and more able to feel pleasure. Okay, and the more aroused you become, the more that happens. Okay, so that's why it's really important that you allow yourself to become aroused first. Okay, what else is happening? Now, just below the clitoris, there is the urethral opening where the urine comes out. All right, now if you've got a mirror or if you're touching yourself, it's just, just tip your finger over the clitoris and you can feel it right under there. And it feels quite squishy too and, and it's very sensitive. Some people call it the U-spot, the urethral spot. Now, the urethra goes inside, okay, and into your bladder inside there. Now, surrounding your urethra, right, that tube where the urine comes out, is more spongy material, more engorging material. It's called the urethral sponge. So as a woman becomes aroused, it too engorges with blood, okay? This now, actually corresponds to another part of the male penis as well anatomically, doesn't it? What? It, it's the prostate. It's like the prostate. It's like the prostate, yeah. Yeah? It actually releases um, similar fluids. Similar fluids. Yeah, prostatic-type fluid. Okay, now hold the thought about that, and then let's bring our attention to the vagina, okay? So bring your awareness to the opening of your vagina, and then follow that in, Okay. Now, when you're unaroused, when when there's no nothing inside your vagina, it's like a collapsed tube. It's not like an open tube. Okay. And it's all lovely and soft on the inside. Following in, in, in to the end of the vagina, which is about a finger's depth in. It's not most of our vaginas aren't all that long. And at the end of it, there is our cervix. Now you might actually be able to feel your cervix if you've got a short vagina and it feels like a knob right at the end of your vagina with a little dimple inside. A little dimple, that's the entrance into your uterus, into your womb. But the cervix itself is actually quite a strong and important sexual arousal um, area. We don't often think of, of cervixes as being for sexual pleasure, but they are around the sexual, around the cervix. So I just want you to visualise your vagina and there's the cervix at the end of it, okay, and that goes into the uterus. So if you can visualize or just imagine touching around the edges of your cervix, just lovely and gently, okay, and then moving your attention to actually the walls of the vagina around the cervix there, because there's some really beautiful spots deep in the vagina there that can cause, bring a woman beautiful pleasure. 
okay, and towards the front and towards the back, often a little bit over to the 10 o'clock or the 2 o'clock side. Okay, everybody's different. Okay, now let's bring back, let's come back to the urethral sponge. And as I said, as you become more aroused, it engorges. And because it's right next to the vagina, it protrudes more into the vagina as you become more aroused. You can feel the urethral sponge if you put your fingers inside your vagina and feel on your tummy side. And you'll notice that that part of the vagina feels kind of corrugated or a little bit rough. It's kind of, You can feel it's like a ridge sticking into the vagina. Okay, that's your urethral sponge. And pressure on that can feel rather pleasant. And there's a spot often called the G-spot, that if you follow along that ridge until you feel it disappears into the body, right, you can just, it just kind of, it's not there anymore. At that spot, it can be very sensitive. And with some pressure upwards, inwards, or pulling back towards the opening of your vagina can cause rather yummy sensations. A lot of this stimulation will actually, can actually cause the, the urethral sponge to produce so much prostatic fluid that it releases it like a liquid, and that's sometimes called the female ejaculation. But it's really a releaser. It's a gushing out of fluid, which may or may not feel good. So, so that's the, 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 the anatomy of what's going on on the inside. So you've got your clitoris, you've got your urethra and the urethral sponge, you've got your vagina, you've got your cervix, okay, and they all work together creating pleasure. Now, on top of that, I'd like you to visualize the nervous system because the nervous system of the female genitalia is, again, it's very unique. It's very complex, way more complex than male, um, male neural structures around there. And it's very unique. So, again, we're like little snowflakes. It's not just our, our beautiful vulvas, our beautiful yonis that look unique. Actually, our neural patterning is unique. So I want you to visualize there too. Just imagine that you can see all of the nerves. The nerves are connecting to the clitoris, the external. In fact, the, the, in, the external clitoris has about 10,000 or tens of thousands of nerves just in that one tiny little spot. Connecting to the internal clitoris, connecting to various parts of your uh, vagina, your urethral sponge, to your cervix, also to the perineum, which is the skin between your vagina and your anus, around the opening of your anus and on the inside of your anus as well. There's lots of lovely nerve endings there too. Um, and around the opening of your urethra. So basically everything on the inside of your inner labia is very sensitive and there's lots of nerves going there. So just visualize all of those nerves and then see how they all sort of join together and join your spine. They're going up your vagus nerve there and they're joining your spine and they're going up. And they're going up all the way to the top. Oh. And this aligns with some of those exercises that we did about feeling the energy rising up your spine because the nervous system goes along with this too. And it's going up past your stomach. And again, there's a lot of nerve, neural patterning there. Okay, And that's all linked to your sense of self. And it's going up further up your spine. It's going past your heart. And your heart is all about feeling and connection and relating. It's going up into your head and joining your brain. And so what it's doing, not only is it taking all of that pleasure sensations that you might be experiencing at any one time from your sexual center and allowing it to travel up your body right up to your head 
and also will suffuse out through the whole of your body. So when a woman is having this beautiful sexual experience, she'll feel it suffusing the whole of her body because their nerves will carry this energy or this, this feeling because it is actually energy. Nerves transmit energy. Um, right out to the tips of your fingers, down to the tips of your toes. It's in the whole of your body. So you can't think of your body as, and your sexuality as just being confined to the genitals. And then if we add to that the pleasure you can get from being touched in other parts of your body on your skin, because the skin is in fact the, the body's largest sexual organ. Yeah, and in particular different parts of the skin, obvious ones, breasts and nipples and necks, but you might have your own areas too about which bits particularly work for you. Well, I got lost there. I started imagining the neural network as one mm. of those beautiful fan corals. Mm -hmm, yes. Gently waving in the ocean of sexuality. Mm. That's the way my mind works anyway. Yes. We have some questions. Oh, do we? Okay. Yes, yes. I, got, I was totally lost in there. And I'm not even a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say something on that? Sure. Because just remind me something that my own lover said to me, I think it was only yesterday or the day before, and we were talking about this because, as you know, we talk about our sex life a lot, which is why it's so good, in part why it's so good. And I was asking him about how he feels when, you know, I go to these beautiful spaces, when I allow myself to let go and become aroused. He says the energy that I release, he says it's so beautiful, he says he feels like he's diving into it. It's like there's this energy that's emanating from me and he's swimming in it. Like he just kind of like dives into it and he gets completely bathed in it. And it's just this beautiful experience. And it doesn't matter exactly what we're doing because we might be doing something really slow and languid with hardly anything happening at all. Or, you know, sometimes we get hot and heavy and have really very quite intense sex. But so it's not about that. It's about the energy that this woman is releasing. And since we've been very uh, scientific today, you know, it's all the pheromones and all of those hormones that are being released that the guy can feel. And they, he, he can, yeah, as my partner said, he dives into it and allows himself to be bathed in it. In Tantra, they call it the Shakti energy. Shakti being the female, the female head god who complements Shiva. The female head. Speaking of which, the first question is mm. Cynthia from Miami. I think I just realized that I don't really own my own genitals. There's something for a man to use, not me. Wow, that's big. Mm. Yes, yeah, so many women get that realization when they do work with me. Yeah? So much. And it's, you know, that it comes from the, the old patriarchal system where, well, for a start, women as a whole were owned by first their fathers and then their, their husbands. But in particular, you know, any sexuality they had was was part of their their partner's property, either to produce heirs or to give him pleasure because women weren't supposed to have pleasure. And even though now most women realise that, well, they're supposed to enjoy it too, but they don't come necessarily come from, well, I own this, so I'm going to take the pleasure in this myself. Ed from San Antonio says, mm. I think I know more about my wife's genitals than she does. Mm. I think they're wonderful. I don't think she thinks about them at all. If she did, do you think she'd get more exploratory and adventurous? Well, yes. Yes, undoubtedly. Like, if you don't know what you've got, it, it becomes fairly fearful. And a lot of women are actually a bit scared of their genitals. They don't really know what's down there or what's going on or how they work or anything. And particularly if they've also got this idea that 
they don't really have permission to find out for themselves. I'm constantly amazed at how many women don't masturbate or don't touch themselves or have never touched themselves or feel awkward about touching themselves um, as because somehow it's considered dirty. It's not surprising. Probably when they did it when they were toddlers, their mothers slapped their hands away and told them they were disgusting. So it's not surprising that, you know, the early imprint small girls get is that they shouldn't be touching down there. Um, but yes, you know, it says quite often, quite often the man knows more about the genitals than, than his partner does, even though they're her own. And that's why. So I'm, this is quite common. Oh, it's extremely common. Extremely common. You know, I mean, I, I give people, women homework to get a mirror and look at their genitals a lot. And they're kind of like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So if the listeners are feeling that they don't feel comfortable getting a mirror and having a look, just start by just cupping your own genitals, cupping your, your yoni with your hand, right, and just resting your hand there for a while. That's the first stage I get I get women to do, to start feeling more comfortable. And you can actually send love energy from your heart as well. Imagine it as this lovely pink energy that's flowing from your heart down your arm, through your hands, through your fingertips. Once again, the point of all this is not only awareness but acceptance. Acceptance, yeah. And from acceptance you move on to love. Well, indeed, because acceptance comes from the heart, yeah? It's love, right? Because intellectually you can sort of go, okay, so I know the bits, right? I've got that mapped out. Yes, I've got that mapped out. Yes, I know I have a clitoris. Um, but to actually, like, really feel it and accept it and love it and to love your genitals and to love your sexuality and therefore to love yourself as a woman, yeah, that's a little bit more embodiment, Trina from San Diego comments, mm. patriarchy has a lot to answer for. Good on you for bringing the truth to the fore. You're a breath of fresh air in a world of sexual stiflement. Mm. It's very nice of you, Trine. Thank you. I love to hear things like that. Mm. Nevertheless, this is all about rec women reclaiming their power, as women seem to constantly have to do. Well, hey, we've had pat patriarchy for a very long time and it still infuses our society, you know, more subtly. But it's still absolutely there. Yeah, and just the fact that we're having to have this show <laughs> just goes to show, you know, how necessary it is. You know, we, science is only just starting to look at female sexuality. It wasn't considered an issue before. For the listeners' sake, we should mention that we mm. frequently, when we do talk about this outside of the context of the mm. program, a repeated mm. theme that comes up again and yeah. again is this idea that patriarchy infuses everything, mm. often unconsciously. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and for women and men too to kind of wake up like that person who wrote in a little bit before and said, oh, my God, you know, I've just kind of realised that I don't know my genitals. <laughs> Those kind of waking up stuff, right, that, oh, my God, I've just realised something really fundamental and powerful about myself and my beliefs, my worldview. Once you start shifting this, that's when you're really freeing yourself from those ingrained, in, very ingrained beliefs around sexuality and about yourself and about yourself as a woman. And once you start releasing those and once you start loving yourself as a woman, that's when the shift comes and that's when you can start having this kind of sexuality and the kind of sexual experiences. So I'm one of the other about. great secrets of women's business is yeah. the secret of their own selves. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. We'll explore more of this after the break. Hello, Jacqueline Hellier again here with Xavier Watercane and we're talking about secret women's business today and 
We've just gone through what I hope is a fairly enlightening and empowering visualization for women to get in touch with their sexual systems, their sexual anatomy, physiology on the inside and start coming to an acceptance and a, a love of the beauty of your sexuality as a woman and feeling it completely suffuse your being. Now, one of the things I love about the tantric approach is they, they talk about feeling the divinity within yourself. And often some of the practices will be where you honor the divine in your partner, you know, the God in the man and, and the, the goddess in the woman. But for the woman, I want you to really have this sense of, well, I am the goddess. I can, I can feel it. And when you feel your sexuality, when you can honor your yoni and your genitals, and when you're able to raise that energy and feel it suffuse your body, then you do. You feel the divinity and you start feeling the connection <laughs> with life. Yeah. That, that whole sort of enlightened sense of connection and, and meaning and peace and, and bliss ultimately is what we're, we're feeling here. And that's what the connection is. When you feel connected, you feel the bliss. So that's where we're going to with this level of connection and presence. We have another question. Do we indeed? We do. Um, Tracy from Manly, which is a suburb of Sydney. Mm -hmm, a local. Local. Why aren't we taught this at school? Mm. I'm 47 and this is the first I've heard this stuff. How much pain could I have avoided and how much pleasure could I have gained? It's criminal that we're not given this vital basic information about ourselves. Yes, I agree. We could write a book about that. We could write a book about <laughs> we it. We could write a book about that. Yes. And we actually have <laughs> to, to some extent. Yes. But um, why aren't we taught this at school? Yeah, let's go on and on about repression, blah, blah, blah. But we're not. We get if, if you go to an enlightened school, you get reproduction education. You're taught how to have babies and not have babies. And these days about how not to catch horrible diseases. But we're not taught about sex. We're not talk about we're not taught about pleasure. <laughs> we're not taught about how sexuality is empowering and how it's good for our well-being and all these sorts of things. At the risk of getting onto one of my favourite soapboxes. I'll get on it. Oh, I'll get on it anyway. Um, Western civilization is yes. extremely good at creating empires and suppressing mm -hmm. people. Yes. Um, it's very good at creating technology mm -hmm. and it's very good at being very systematic mm -hmm. in its exploitation of natural resources. Mm -hmm. What it isn't very good at is pleasure. This is very true. And I'm not just talking about sensation. I'm talking about pleasure. Mm. Western civilization, at its heart, seems to be anti-pleasure. I would agree with you completely. It's like pleasure is a four-letter word. It is. That could be, Tracy, one of the reasons why we aren't taught this at school. However, there's a deeper question in Tracy's question, and mm. that is this assumption that we should be taught this in school at all. Why aren't our parents talking to us about this stuff? Yes, and this is so fundamental because until we adults get our acts together around our sexuality, how the hell can we hope that future generations will, right? And this is a time in, in history where I think we can start getting it, right? I don't have great hopes that it's going to be in any time soon. <laughs> but we can individually start making the shifts, becoming more empowered in our own sexuality. And I think this is even more important for women than it is for men. 
It is because women are just more screwed up in our society sexually than men are. So there's a failure of cultural transmission. Women are not t- teaching the culture of their own bodies and their own sexual response and their own mm. femininity, their own mm. womanliness yes. to their daughters. No, because they don't know what it is. <laughs> you can't teach what you don't know. You can't teach what you don't know. And to know it, to know yourself requires a lot of work. Now, you know, there is the subject for a great workshop. I know you don't want to do them, but if you wanted to do a workshop on women's uh, on women talking to their daughters about sex. Well, actually, I've been asked a lot. In fact, quite a few people have asked me whether I would run workshops for mothers and daughters to help the mothers talk to their daughters. Because there's obviously this need in society for that. There's a huge need, yes. You have a reasonably good relationship with your own daughter. Oh, very good. Mm. So you discuss this sort of stuff all the time? Yeah, we're very open about talking about it. To the point where she's actually bored with the <laughs> subject. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mother, not another discussion about sex. <laughs> now, we don't talk about it to that degree. I mean, uh, she's nearly 12, so she's in her, uh, she's prepubescent at the moment, budding out all over, but um, very interested. But she's very aware. She's very aware. And I've pointed out books to her and stuff. If she'd like to look at them at some stage, she can. And this is, to- and this is, of course, light years away from the other problem, which is mm. something that Emma from Worrywood, another subject, uh, another suburb of Sydney. Hooray! Someone speaking sense. If I hear one more so-called sexpert telling me that I will become more empowered as a woman by buying yet another vibrator or watching <laughs> porn, female friendly, friendly, give me a break. I will scream. <laughs> we'll scream for you. Ah! ah! <laughs> Women, know thyself. I agree. Sex is to come from the inside out. Yes. Yay. Join the revolution. Absolutely. You know, just like, here's a vibrator. Look, vibrators are good, but vibrator never empowered anybody. It's fantastic that they exist. And if you like vibrators, use vibrators. Yes. And hopefully one day someone will actually create some porn, which it's an actual turn on. I don't know. But I just think there's, there's, there's so much more. There's just so much more. And you need to figure out what it is on the inside first because porn and vibrators, it's all let's apply something from the outside and see if that works. Okay, I don't know how many couples have come to see me where they say, you know, we can't get her aroused. We've tried everything. We've tried We've bought every single sex toy that exists. We've watched every kind of, you know, porn that we can and nothing works. And I'm like, well, what's the common denominator here? They're all externalities. You're, you're just trying to do something to her. How about starting to shift on the inside? How about starting to find out what she needs on the inside? How about we work to make her feel good on the inside so she can actually feel it there first? And then once she's feeling it and she's feeling good, yeah, if you want to watch porn, if you want to play with vibrators, if you want to do whatever you want to do, that's great because it's coming from the inside out. If that's the other secret of today's show, Mm. let's do that. Let's take this opportunity now in Mm -hmm. the usual part of our program Mm -hmm. where we look at an exercise that people can do in order to awaken their sexuality or to refine it. What can you give women Mm. right now? to empower them from the inside out. Yes. Well, I would like them to make love to themselves without a gentleman present. Okay. So, yes, this is masturbation. But let's think of it as self-pleasuring. Think of it as making love to yourself. So I'd like you 
to set aside some time. I'd like you to create a lovely environment because these things are both so important for women. You need to be in a nice environment. You need to know that you've got time. You don't want to feel pressured time-wise. You don't want to be disturbed. You might want to start with a bath. You might want to read some erotica or just some nice literature. You want to have some lovely music playing, okay? All of these sorts of things help Relax a woman, they're turning on a parasympathetic nervous system so there's no stress in the body, you're flooding your body with the yummy, calming hormones and you're starting to get the arousal happening. All of those new, all the neurons are firing and they're spreading the pleasure around your body, relaxing you, relaxing you and your genitals are starting to engorge with the blood so that your genitals are becoming more, more sensitive to subtlety and so forth. Okay, and you're just allowing this lovely gentleness, this pleasure, this relaxation to flood your body, to infuse your body. And when you're feeling right, you just cup one hand over your genitals, over your yoni, and put the other hand over your heart. And I just want you to lie there and be aware of your heart center and thinking of that beautiful love energy that comes from the heart center. And your other hand is cupped over your yoni, over your sexual center. And ideally, you'll be wanting to feel the beauty and the power that's emanating from that center. Now, if you have some, some inhibitions about that, that's okay. Just rest it there. If you're feeling any negativity around that part of your body, then send love energy. Push it down from your heart into your genitals so that that love energy is saying, I love you, Yoni. I love you. Wake up. Become part of me. Okay? I'm being deliberately poetic here because... We respond to poetic imagery better than we do to the, to the words, okay? If we're just trying to do words and be logical, then we're stuck in our head brain. We're wanting to turn the head brain off. We want to start using the language of the heart and of the sexual center, okay? And that's much more around image and metaphor and, and much more poetic, okay? That's why women love romance and poetry so much because it stimulates and turns on, wakes up these parts of our bodies, all right? And then you might want to just start exploring a little bit around the beautiful folds, like the petals of your yoni, just getting a little bit of a feel of what it's like down there. Okay, and you might want to be putting your finger inside your vagina a little bit, just gently exploring, see if you can feel that ridge. If you've got a short vagina or long fingers, you might be able to reach deep inside and actually feel your cervix too. And then just as you're feeling ready for it, get a nice natural lubricant, put a little bit on your finger and just gently start gently touching your clitoris just a little bit round and round and round. Now often women find that the top left-hand corner is the most sensitive. Okay, so you might want to focus there. by just feeling underneath, just underneath the, clit the clitoris, almost like you're tugging up on it a little bit. Okay, some women like to tap it. Just enjoy it. And the whole point of this is not to have an orgasm. It's just to enjoy some pleasure. Bringing your breathing down into your belly, slowing your breathing, making it regular, all of those exercises we did in the, the first few shows as you're stimulating yourself. You might want to caress your breasts. You might want to pinch your nipples a little bit. Okay? And just keep doing it. And as you feel the arousal growing and, and you're feeling it's, it's growing up there, See if you can hang there for a bit or play with it. Bring yourself down, bring yourself up, okay? And try and avoid using a vibrator for the time being, okay? If you're used to using a vibrator, get used to your fingers. Develop your finger finesse. There's a lot more subtlety in fingers. Um, if you do have, a, have an orgasm, that's fabulous. 
what I want you to do is keep your hand there, keep your fingers over your clitoris and breathe with it and have a sense of just like taking that yummy, melty energy, that melty feeling that you have and bringing it, suffusing it through your body again. Stay with it, breathe with it, just bathe in it and then go again. You can do this over and over again and you'll feel that each orgasm that you have has a different quality to it. It has a different feeling. I mean, personally, I often find the first one's more stress release and then the, the second and third ones feel they've got much more texture. They have a different sensation. And I can definitely tell it's kind of like different types of hormones are flooding through my body because it's like different, it's like different energies. It's like the first mouthful assuages hunger, but the mm. second mouthful, you can be much more aware of subtleties of flavors yeah. and scents yes. and feels and textures yes. and temperature and all of this sort yeah. of stuff. And that's what we're doing. We're waking up ourselves to, to subtlety and, and to variation and nuance and all of that rather than just going full on for an orgasm. You, you know? want poetry? I suddenly got this image of a whole bunch of orchids opening up because Ooh. orchids are very much like the yoni. Oh, aren't they? they, they especially that sepal right at the very top. Yeah. It's very clitoral, that. Yes. We don't have much time left. Don't we? No, we always seem to run out of time. Mm. Well, Next, I hope that the listeners enjoy their homework. Well, so do I. In fact, I'd love people to write in and tell me, tell us. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you don't we, and you don't have to do it live. You can do it whenever you yeah, like. You can write in any time questions at the Tantric Lounge. If there's any topics you'd like to be discussed or whatever, any time. Questions at the Tantric Lounge mm. dot com. Dot com. Next week mm. we're going to talk about being sexual. Yes. How gonna, women can be sexual with their with partners. Partner. Yeah. So taking this um, empowered sense of self, of sexual womanliness that we've been focusing on today, how do you take that and then work with your partner on it? Yeah, so we're actually going to be talking about, yeah, sex, two bodies coming together and doing delightful things to each other from the woman's point of view. For all of you out there, enjoy your homework. Yes, it's time for us to sign off. Thank you for joining us down on the Tantric Lounge and we'll talk again next week.